0: take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper
1: into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host Zivi Kivi Now welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast
0: Hello and welcome to Balloon Artist Podcast Hi I'm Zivi Kivi and I'm very excited to be here with you, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation, and share with you another moment with someone that has been on the show before, an artist that I personally look up to very highly. And he's been here in season one. He's back in season eight. The world has changed in between. A lot of things have changed. Derek Wong, hi, all the way from Canada. Uh, where in Canada are you located? Toronto. Toronto, that's what I wanted to. Derek from Derek once, all the way. Hey from, everyone. Hi. Hey, CB. Hi. In the last few months, it's been quite difficult, but I want to hear, hear a little bit about as a master twister, Derek, how is it in the Toronto area for you? What happened with this pandemic
1: in your business? Wow. Okay. Well, first, thanks for inviting me back. So it's my pleasure to be here. So yeah, in terms of the pandemic. I think it affects everyone just as badly as, like, just as bad as everywhere else in Canada. So what happened is, I think the first of all, Canada or at least my province went to lockdown since the end of well, close to the end of March. So that's where they they enter the uh, state of emergency and have to uh, shut down most of the non-essential business and school and everything because the of course the virus. So since then, we had like all the booking that I had has to be cancelled. So s- from at the end of March, April, May, June, all the way pretty much all the way to June. And beginning of August, which is pretty much now, all the pre-booked event has been canceled. And we basically end, like everyone is stay home, except for essential worker, just same as like pretty much everywhere in the world. It was quite tough, but the good thing is with our government, they have uh, emergency funds, so especially for people like us, like if any contractor or freelancer or gate worker we are able to apply for an emergency fund which is a grant from canada from the canada government so which helps a bit plus the good thing on the price side is my wife still has has her work so she's work from home but it still works so we still have an income source which is not too bad in like financial wise but in terms of like business uh, or Entertainment-wise, it's like everything is, uh, it was shut down until pretty much until the end of June. Then we start seeing some more requests on at least like delivery and uh, setup. I know a lot of, I saw a lot of people in the U.S., they do lawn installation or yard art or just front porch delivery. It happens here too. Not specific me but i do get some requests starting pretty much at the around june that helps a little bit too so pretty much that's what happens with the pandemic like good thing is things are a bit calm down now we're entering while well, we are in stage three of the reopening so a lot of i know a lot of business start opening up now and yeah i got about two to three bookings for next week, so which is uh, not bad. Well, it's not back to the same, well, it's not the same kind of gig as before, but most of them are still decorations and installation. Mostly it's out for outdoor events. I think Well, that's, we still have our government still recommend for any event, it should be in the outdoor environment. So that's why most of the event now is outdoor. At least before the winter come.
0: Before the pandemic, you've been doing balloon decor, you've been decorating parties, you've been doing all sorts of projects. And... Yeah.
1: Before the pandemic, I'm pretty much 50 50. I do like, I would say 50% is uh, twisting, line work, parties, and the other 50% is like decors and uh, some delivery, but most of them are decor set up. So I'm doing 50-50 now after the pandemic. It's pretty much like, all oh, it's switched to all delivery. And then now we start picking up the core installations. But still, I don't think we... Or at least I'm not ready to go back to twisting or line work at this point.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the art part of things, artistic part. You have been known, and it's something that I've, I really appreciate about you. I've seen it before again and again, and I remember talking about it with you in, in the past also. You really take yourself to the next level. It's very important for you to challenge yourself. And this is challenging times by themselves. So, but I wonder if you were doing anything artistic-wise during the those times, during the pandemic.
1: That's good. Actually, the, uh, I think the pandemic time, like this... Quiet period, I call it, is it was a good time for me to just step back and rethink how do I want to take my balloons to another stage? Well, because I think before the pandemic, everyone is the same as everyone that we are busy on developing our develop on our, our business. We have families and all kinds of issues get in the way. So for the first couple of months, once all the booking has been cancelled. For the first two months, I pretty much I didn't touch any balloons. Which I find is good because and now I kind of regret it. Not that because I not touching it, I just realized that a lot of balloons has expired and I should figure out like that's something I should know. Because now when I need balloons, a lot of them had expired and they're not usable. <laughs> but that's on another story. I basically I stepped back so I try something different. I try, like, I pick up, like, different hobbies just to refresh my mind. I'm doing woodworking now just for fun. But on the artistic, but back to balloons, what I find out is I want to put more focus on the artistic part on what I'm doing. Before, that's why I say I do 50% is decor, 50% is line work twisting. When I rethink that, I find I like twisting more, but not the type of twisting I used to do. So I enjoy twisting. I don't particularly enjoy doing line work. I think I've mentioned it in somewhere else before. I do decor, but I personally, not to offend anyone, I absolutely hate doing decor. It's good for the money, again, but it's not something that I enjoy doing every day. It's like, okay, I like, Decor, they make balloons look really good. they able to emphasize all the, all the beauty of balloons, which is good. But I find that it's, it's very repetitive up to a point that I so focused on trying to sell the same decor every time. And it's like back to a normal job. So something that's not something I want to do. Like, that's not something I like to do. I like to be more creative. So what I de- what I design is I actually open up a new Facebook page, which I separate that with my Twisted Inflation page, which is now my Twisted Inflation page is more focused on my business work. So any like decor work or delivery work, I would say more sellable stuff will be on my Twisted Inflation page. My new page is called The Art of Inflation by, de- by Derek Wong. That is the page now I'm putting up more artistic stuff, uh, stuff that I will consider is not necessarily a sellable piece, but it's something that is more like a fine art stuff, like something that I would do at my free time or uh, when I feel I want to create something, I will do it and put it on that page. It's not something that I will try to sell. It's just something that I will express as my artistic side. So I think and that is how I think I try to balance my business part, side of my balloons and my artistic side of my balloons world. So,
0: and and yeah. uh, do you can you tell us like the specifics of how often would
1: you work on a piece for your artistic side? Well, that's the cool part of my artistics. That's the coolest part, that, or that's the part I, why I like doing that is I have no schedule. Whenever I want to do it, or I like it, or when I feel like making something, then I would do it. Because I find that a lot of the time that when I have to build something for a client, I don't have a lot of freedom on creativity. It's like, okay, the client want this, 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 in this color. They want to have this character in that piece. Fine, I will do it. When I'm doing it, it might not be my best moment or it's not the time that I want to do it. I'm trying to explain it because it's kind of the idea or the concept is quite abstract. It's like, let's say the client asked me to, to make a balloon dog and I have a schedule to follow. I have a deadline to meet, right? Same as everyone. But at that moment, I may not, like in my guts, I may not want to do a balloon dog. I might want to do a cat right? But because I have to meet the requirement of my client, so I have to do balloon dog. That's why I do it because it's my business, but not because I enjoy doing it. But I still do my best to create whatever my client wants. That's why in order to balance it, I created another side, which is my artistic page, which is like when I feel like I want to do something, I want to pick up some balloons. So which is like, I just post one picture to my new page this morning. So it's not something that anyone wants. It's just an art piece because there are some experience I had experienced lately, which I want to express, right? So I use my balloons as my way to express of my feeling. So that's why I create a piece of art. Again, it's just a piece of art. It's not mean, it doesn't mean to be sell. It's not something to, to be sell. So that's something I want to take my art take my balloon to a different direction in that case.
0: And uh, what is exciting for you artistic-wise? Like, what exactly is it? The the, the accuracy of a piece? Is it a certain, like, the idea that is
1: presented within the piece? Or is it the techniques that are unique? Well, it's all of those uh, that you mentioned. When I work on my artistic piece, I enjoy spending more time to make it as perfect as possible because I don't have a deadline to meet. I'm working on my schedule. So I'm not competing with anyone, right? So while I'm competing with myself, I want to make something better than my last piece, of course. And if I might spend like five hours, two hours, three hours, five hours on one piece and at the end, I don't like it. I just grab it and pop it and go back like go get some sleep and come back and make other ones. So that actually makes me more excited.
0: Wow. Can you tell us a little bit about the competitions you competed in the last few years in conventions? You've been competing in, in all sorts of
1: ways. Oh, yeah. I think uh, the last one before the pandemic was flow. Flow. Yeah. I did not go to Trist and Show this year because I went to flow and they are so close on a yeah. the, the day. So I decided to go there. It was actually a different experience compared to my other. It's, it was my first time going to flow, and it was my first time doing competition in flow. So the major differences compared to the others is, is I got to like lead my own team. I actually, I would have to bring a team because I think the competition is on their rules, they're geared more for a team build. More than a solo. So it's a different experience, and there are time limits on all of them. So definitely, there's a lot of pre plannings ahead of time, which is more similar to a real world situation in some cases or in some matters, which is compared to Tristan Shao, is more like Tristan Shao, I would say it's. It still takes planning, but you got more times to work on your stuff. And it's more like, I won't say it's less intensive. It's just intensive in a different way. In flow, we have a deadline to meet, right? You have like four hours or five hours, eight hours to work on your piece. And you start at that time and you've had to finish like a certain time. So, which is different. And you've competed on the large sculpture. In flow? Yeah, I competed in the large, well, I competed in four categories, which is the large sculpture, the entrance, and organic decor, and centerpiece, I think. That's what they call it. Yeah, I think the centerpiece. So I won first place and people's choice on the entrance. So, which I was quite happy. Like, I, of course, I wanted to win the, in the large, but I didn't get anything. But you can get everything, so. I'm happy that we actually got the last, last sculpture done on time, which is mm. excellent. Yeah. yeah, Which makes me feel good.
0: I would love to share the pictures of your large sculpture and of your other pieces in the show notes of balloon artists podcast, if that's okay. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think you've done a, quite a few competitions since the last time we, we did this interview and I like, I've seen you in twist and shout multiple times as well. Uh, like immersing yourself into the experience of, of the competition. It's something that you take very, very seriously. You also competed in the past with the Canadian team in multiple uh, conventions like WBC. WBC, yeah. Yeah. Can you just refresh my mind and like just uh, educate us, our listeners, on some of the other awards, some of the other competitions that you won?
1: Well, I think before the. Actually I kind of lost count, but <laughs> it's because my memory is not as good as before. But yeah, when was the last time we talked well, when was season one? I forgot two thousand It was 2016. 2016, yeah. Okay, so that's four years. Yes, yeah, yeah. A lot of things had changed. So 2016. So since then, I think 2017, well, 2017 was exciting because I won top twister in uh, in uh, Tristan Show which I was I think that was in Orlando yeah 2017 and then I also got I went to Tristan Show in 2009 in 2019 two years after I did a large sculpture yeah yeah in Chicago yes so I did a large sculpture and, and I went second place there and WBC yeah WBC 2016 we went to WBC we compete as a Team Team Canada, two thousand sixteen WBC and plus two thousand eighteen. In yeah, two thousand sixteen we compete in medium sculpture, and then two thousand eighteen we compete in large, which is insane. We have twenty, we have twenty seven hour with. I think our team has about like thirty people. It's insane too. It's crazy experience. I think we didn't get place, but one of the other benefit. Well, or one of the highlights of our experience is we were in 2017 between 2017 and 2018 we got contacted by a crew of a filming company they want to do a documentary about canadian artists and they find that balloon art is definitely something that no one had done before so they spent a year to follow pretty much most of us in the team and especially like the a big chunk of the documentary is on 2018 WBC. I think I was featured as the competition or the competitor to a challenge Takahiro Kai. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was fun. So that was a great experience for all of us, I believe. And then here and there we I did workshops with like for Qualitex, multiple workshops for qualitex and some other conventions so yeah basically that's uh what happened yes
0: a lot of achievements Derek, Derek, Wong, it's a pleasure to catch up with you and we will put a link to your artistic facebook page on the show notes Great. just to remind us again what should people search on facebook if they want to see uh, your latest art pieces
1: so, my new page for my artistic work is called The Art of Invasions by Derek Wong. And then my original Facebook page is Twisted Invasion, which will focus on more my uh, commercial art, I would say. Well, you will see, you might not, well, from, to myself, I can see the difference between the two. People might not see that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean, because even your commercial work is quite artistic. So, but uh, we will put the show notes, the links in the show notes. We'll put the pictures of your work in the float convention. I'm I'm really excited to see that because I did Twist and Shout in 2020 and not float. Uh, So I'm excited to see the pictures and share them on balloonartistpodcast.com. Derek Wong, thank you for sharing with us here openly and clearly what's the situation in your business side with the association, your art career, and we wish you all the luck. If in the past, in 2016, you were interviewed, and then just within 12 months, you won your first competition, I hope that this interview will create this uh, flow again, where in 12 months, you will reach a lot of success, either business wise I hope so too. (laughs) Or both. (laughs) So thank you again, Dirk Wong. And thank you everyone for listening and see you next week in Balloon Artist Podcast.
1: Bye-bye. Bye.